You are listening to the Living Room Confessional Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Courtney. So today's episode is going to be about learning from your past. And to be honest, I got this episode idea from Facebook. Um, I've been running into so many of those, uh, what are they, The it's like the Facebook memories. And I don't want to say I got triggered, but I just kind of got the idea because I realized when I was looking through my memories that this year, 2022, I will have been divorced for eight years and I don't know where the time has gone I did not realize it's it had been that long like <laughs> if it, it I hate to say this but it feels like yesterday like I know when we were younger like my dad always told me he was like oh yeah after 25 all the years start to like blur together and no bullshit that is real um <laughs> I literally, like, it's, it's just, it's crazy, and yeah, I just can't believe that much time has passed, but I mean, I'm, I, there's no bitterness over here, it's just shocking. <laughs> if you can hear from my voice, like, I'm stuttering a little bit, it is very shocking that it has been almost eight years, and so it just made me really think and really look back on the past, because I was kind of wondering, like, in the eight years, Like, I'm completely over the divorce, like, that, it doesn't bother me. I talk about it all the time in other episodes, but it's just kind of like, okay, now that I'm divorced, like, did I learn anything? Like, has it, how has it impacted my life, and how have I changed, like, since that time? And because that wasn't the only, (laughs) like, memory that I saw from the divorce, so looking and reading through all of the messages and like some of the pictures I was taking, kind of looking at how my weight fluctuated and the messages that I was posting on like on the same day, like years to follow. I was a little shocked. I was like, I went on a little bit of a roller coaster and yeah, it was an emotional one, but I was all over the place. Like I have pictures and posts where I'm talking about like drinking and stuff like that. I have posts where it seems like I'm just really, really sad, which makes sense. But <laughs> if you go to like my post from last year, like I, I posted some stupid meme. meme had, it had nothing to do with my divorce. It was just me being me and posting something goofy. So it's kind of interesting to be able to like go back and see like how far I've come since 2014. Wow. Kind of saying that out loud. That's that's insane. But yeah, so getting to the episode and the whole point of this, seeing those memories just kind of made me want to talk about things that I've learned from my divorce and learned since my divorce. And some of this stuff actually applies to other areas of your life, which is why I figured this would make a really good episode. But to give you guys like a little bit of background on how much my divorce really like kind of affected me, I'll be very transparent and tell you that it took me three years to get over that relationship part. And that was kind of the back and forth of us trying to date again and like do all the things that some divorced couples do when they're not 100% ready to let go, but they're not sure they should let go or that they did the right thing. It just, that took about three, that was went on for about three years. And then it took about five years to stop like blaming myself and feeling like a failure and looking back at the whole thing as 
as if it was just my fault. Like I was the only party involved. Now, I would, do you want a disclaimer? I am not going to be talking any crap about the person I was married to. I am not going down that kind of rabbit hole. This episode is actually very positive. And it's just a very positive look back at something that helped me grow. So if you guys hear noise in the background, Ranger is sitting here chewing on his toy, being a happy dog, and I'm not going to disturb his peace. So yeah, please just ignore it. But yeah, so I'm just going to kind of go through. It's going to be a very positive episode about like growth and things that I've learned based on coming out of a shitty situation and kind of turning it around. So one of the first things that I'll talk about is that (laughs) I am not special. And I had to learn that during my divorce. I was chest puffed up, high and mighty on my little pedestal, walking around for years. Before I'd even like gotten into a relationship to potentially get married, I was walking around talking about how pathetic and sad it was for people who got divorced. I was being super judgy. And I would always tell people, I would never get a divorce. Like, that will not be me because I would do this, that, and the other. Yeah. So (laughs) we're going to start there because reality check. No one is immune to getting a divorce. When I got married, I was about 25. And when I got divorced, I was 26. And my confidence was probably at its peak (laughs) in my 20s. Yeah, you can tell me anything. Thought it was, like, super cute, super smart. Had it all going on. Full package over here, people. So I want to say that being self-aware and having confidence does not make you immune to pain. And because if you are overconfident and you're self-aware, but it's not, you don't have realistic expectations for yourself, it can actually prolong your pain because you really think that you're not doing anything wrong and that you have no part in what's happening. And so you don't do anything to fix or change the behavior. And so your situation's not going to change. My confidence told me that during my divorce, I could fix anything. And I was enough to make him happy. (laughs) Like, when I tell you, I was sitting there and literally telling myself, he is with me. I am a full package. Does he not realize what he has? And I'm here to tell you that just because you know your value does not mean that other people will recognize and respect your value. And that's something that I really had to come to terms with. Just because I had confidence and I was extremely self-aware, I wasn't special enough to prevent someone else from wanting to leave me. And you know what? That's okay, because if I'm not the person for them, they shouldn't be with me anyway, because in the long run, they're going to bring you down because, let's just face it, they don't want to be with you. And that's one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn, is that I can't fix everything. Sometimes you just have to let it go. I'm a fighter, and I don't like to throw in the towel. I will argue until I am blue in the face if I really feel like I'm right. But there comes a point where you really have to like ask yourself, is this decreasing my value? Is it decreasing my happiness? Do I like the position and the person I'm becoming in this position? If it does not work for you, sometimes you just have to let it go. And that was something that was really hard for me because when I make a decision about something, I hang on to it. And it's really hard for me to say like, okay, I guess this this isn't working. I have tried everything. I've exhausted my resources. And I'm not going to put my happiness, my health, and my life in jeopardy 
to stay in this situation just because I don't want people to know that it didn't work out and I feel kind of like a failure. That was a big pill that I had to learn how to swallow. This is something that I've done in other relationships um, after the fact. Like you get it for that one, but sometimes you think it's not going to happen again. And it definitely did. And I've only been divorced once, but I've had other relationships that have ended. I've had friendships that have ended. Um, I've had, this falls into my career. Um, You can't fix everything. And sometimes you just have to throw in the towel and say, I did my best. I'm not valued here. It's time to go. And loving yourself enough to walk away from anything that does not serve you takes so much courage. And that's huge. And you should never think of yourself as a failure because you're removing yourself from a situation that wasn't for you. Moving on to my next point, this actually happened once I announced and started telling people that I was getting a divorce. When I tell you I got advice from every corner of the earth, every person that I knew in my life that felt like they knew what I should do in this situation contacted me in some way and gave me advice. That was the worst thing that could have possibly ever happened. Now, I know that their advice was coming from a good place and they just wanted to help, but please let me tell you, if you have not walked a mile in someone's shoes, you really should not be giving them advice. I had people, and mind you, I was 20, I was in my 20s. Most of my friends were not married back then. To go through a divorce is to go through a marriage. If you have not been through a marriage, you can't possibly understand the grief and despair that you feel when you are going through a divorce. Something that I did which was wrong on my part, was try to take everyone's advice. And it actually sent me on a whirlwind. I didn't allow myself to grieve. I did not go through the process. I was kind of, if it was Monopoly, I was like skipping three steps and like trying to get to the next place. I will never forget one of my friends who actually she was amazing um, as far as like we would go out to eat and she was always listening <laughs> for she did this for almost two years. She listened to me anytime I needed uh, to, to just talking about the divorce and kind of get things off my chest. But one of the things she kept telling me was if I got a divorce, I'd be out. I'd go sleep with people. I'd be partying. I'd be like, whatever. I'm free. I'm single. I can do what I want. Mind you, she was in her 20s, had never been married. Now let's fast forward to about, oh, maybe two and a half years ago. She went through her own divorce. The advice she gave me, she did not take herself because you understand the gravity of the situation that you're in once you're in it. I understood what she was going through at that moment a lot better than she understood back when I was going through it in that moment. And my reaction to her divorce was to just be there and to sit there and to listen. I have learned not to speak when I haven't actually been through that situation. Because it's the same when someone's grieving and they've lost a child or a parent. If you haven't been through that, you really don't know how to comfort someone or say the right things when someone else is going through that situation. Sometimes it is literally just enough to be there quietly and just keep them company, to make them dinner, to clean up, to do their laundry, to just help them in some way without them having to ask or worry or lift a finger. Sometimes advice just isn't necessary. The way that I've applied this to my life is how I felt once I realized that everyone's advice was not for me and I kind of looked at all the advice 
and picked out what was good advice. So listening to the advice that my mother gave me on how to handle myself and what I should do during my divorce. This is a divorced woman giving me advice and then put that against your friends who love you and want to help you, but they're 26 to 28. Some are married, but they have never been through a divorce. Now thinking back to the advice that they gave me and I have to ask myself, what the hell was I thinking (laughs) when I listened to the 26 to 28 married and non-married people over my mother who had already been through a situation like this? I would never give advice, even though I've been divorced, I would never give advice to a woman who was married longer than a year. as far as how she should grieve and when she should move on. Looking back at me, I was married for eight months. It took me three years to just let him go. Three years. So if somebody is married for five to six years, I have no idea how long it's going to take them. I will not even ballpark that. It makes no sense for me to even try because everyone grieves differently from all this. (laughs) What I have learned is that being there for someone is just enough. Your advice is not for everyone. Everyone does not need your advice. And you should not try to share advice with everyone. If they ask, that's one thing. Be smart enough to say, I haven't been through this situation. I just don't know how to tell you to get through it. But I can be there for you while you go through it. And I feel like that right there, that within itself is just, that's enough in most cases. So just in a nutshell, be there for the people that you love, but know your limits and stay within them. So my last point that I'm going to share is just be yourself no matter what. I completely lost myself when I was married. When the problems started, I went into damage control mode. And it really wasn't about having a failed marriage. It was more about what people were going to say and what they were going to think of me because I was getting a divorce. I feel like I've spent a lot of time walking around trying to be a very specific person for so many different people. Especially in my 20s, because sometimes you go through like the identity crisis and you're just not 100% sure who you are because you're growing and you don't know what you're into and that's okay. With me, I just wanted people to like me. I was like a super, supersonic people pleaser. Like I wanted everybody to be my friend. (laughs) I had this bold personality and I was very silly and I like to be easygoing, but I was also just very loud, proud, and in charge and a lot hasn't changed changed really. But I don't try to please people. It is a habit that I have that sometimes I do fall back into, but I am constantly working on it. I am in therapy still. I check myself when it happens and when usually I can see it happening because I go from happy to being miserable very quickly and I can usually tell where I went wrong. And it's because I'm trying to keep up with a facade that just isn't me and I'm getting annoyed. And that's when I kind of take it back and I'm just like, okay, look, sometimes I have to go to the person and be like, look, I really don't like this. I find myself like agreeing with people and I'm just like, like they're talking and I'm just like, yeah, oh my God, yeah. And then I walk away and I'm like, that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Why did I agree with her? (laughs) Like, what was the, what was the point of that? So It's something deep within me that wants to please people and make everyone happy and be everyone's friends. But in reality, I can't do that because I want to be myself. 
I really like myself. And when I was going through my divorce, I did not know who to be. I'm trying to repair the relationship for a point in time and I can't even figure out how to do it because he's calling me on things or he's talking to me about things and I'm like, where and when did I do that and why? (laughs) Why did I do that? And I can't remember because I was trying to imitate someone. And a lot of this goes back to my parents were divorced. I did not spend a lot of time with married people. My grandparents were not married. My grandmother on my dad's side, she had passed away. So my grandfather was a widow, widower, not a widow. He was a widower. And my same thing goes for my uh, grandfather on my mother's side. He passed away. So my grandmother was a widow. There it is. Okay. So a lot of my aunts and uncles, cousins, like they weren't married I have a huge family. Um, People didn't get married till much later. And when they did get married, um, I was in college. I was living my best life. I didn't want to hang out with them. Let's just be real. I had other things to do. So I didn't really have a married couple to look up to or like a blueprint to follow. And so I basically just thought of back to like all the TV shows. I was trying to be Harriet from Family Manners and I was trying to be Vivian, the first Vivian from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. She's She's my favorite. So yeah, I'm sticking with the first Vivian. And I'm just like, I'm I'm basically trying to take things from like these TV wives who aren't even real, they're characters, and apply them to my marriage so that I can be this Stepford wife kind of person that doesn't exist for my husband. I just wanted to be like the cool wife, awesome wife on the block. And I'm over here just like, killing this person that's married to me because he's just like like every day this woman is somebody new like I wasn't being consistent I didn't stand up and discuss things with him like we argued a lot because I just I would sit back and be like okay you're the husband you're like totally right about everything and then something would go wrong and I'd be like you idiot fix it like what what were you thinking why would you do that and he's just like well When we talked about it, you agreed. So our balance was off. We were not balanced at all. So I was trying to be this Stepford wife that I felt like he would want. And he's over here trying to have the crazy, hot, fun wife. And I'm over here like, we're not matching up. And so here come all the extra problems. Neither of us had a true identity in the marriage because he wanted me to be a certain way. I wanted to be a certain way for him, but even those two didn't match up. Okay, so to round all this out, basically what I'm saying is even though it's really hard to be yourself sometimes, do it anyway. I always felt like if my ex saw who I really was, he wouldn't accept me. And I have always been the type of person, I am the type of person because I still deal with this. I struggle with rejection. So I still struggle with rejection and all this plays into it. But you cannot be a watered down version of yourself because that's still not enough. You have to fight to be yourself. And if a person cannot handle who you are, that means they can't handle you. So just move on. Don't sit there and chip away at who you fought to become. All of the pain and the heartache and the suffering, everything you've endured in your life, the good and the bad, have been so that you could be who you are at this exact moment. Personally, that gives me a deep appreciation for who I am now. Like I've fought and I've gone through so much to be who I am now and I absolutely love who I am now. So 
when I walk into work, when I walk into friendships now, it is me. It has taken me over the five years that I originally stated to be okay and not feel like a failure. It's taken me almost the entire time, almost seven years, to actually feel comfortable in my own skin and be okay with being myself. But I promise you, once you get to that point, you don't ever want to go backwards because you are enough and you are valuable. And if other people can't see that, you have to be strong enough personally to be like, okay, it is okay that you can't see it, but you will not be in my life. Like I'm done watering myself down. I hope that you are done watering yourself down. Do not chip away at who you have become. If you really love and appreciate yourself and your life and the journey and all the experiences that you have gone through, they were not for nothing. A lot of time has passed and I don't regret the things that I've gone through. And while I do make a point not to like dwell and sit and live in the past, I do enjoy looking back at it and seeing what I've learned from it and how far I've come, which is the whole premise of this episode is because I've saw my memories. I think it's fun to see kind of the ups and the downs that I've, the highs and lows that I've gone through and how I still feel like I've come out on top. Even if I didn't finish something or I let something go, maybe it just wasn't for me. Maybe it wasn't for me at that time and it comes later in life. I don't know. But I now have a really strong appreciation for who I am and how I've gotten here. And it reinforces how I value myself. I'm not some spring chicken that has had it easy my entire life. I'm someone who has fought to become who I am and I've been through hell and back and I'm still here to tell the story and to talk about it and to to keep going. That's a big deal. So I just want you to take stock of your life and your experiences and understand why they are important to the person that you are. A lot of us love to look back and just get stuck, get angry at memories and people and things that we've gone through. And if it isn't still actively happening in your life, it shouldn't have the same effect on you now that it had when it first happened because you should be growing and learning from those experiences after they've happened so that you don't have to repeat them or live through them constantly in the future. I hope this episode was enjoyable and it helped you in some way. I gave you guys a lot of my business. (laughs) I let you into a lot of my business. Some of it was not planned. (laughs) And um, I hope you guys like this episode. I really enjoyed recording this. And I love doing episodes like this. Because I mean, if something I've gone through can help someone who's going through it or who will go through it, then I mean, I don't mind talking about it. Thanks for tuning in. And I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want more information on previous or future episodes, please check out my website at thelivingroomconfessional.com. And you can also check out and follow my IG page at livingroom underscore confessional. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye.